if you can hear that purring, it's brought to you by my soul kitty, Hades. Um, hello, everybody. I'm just going to go right into what I want to talk about. Um, Alicia and I had therapy today, and it was a good session. We go usually every two or three weeks to see Tia, and um, today we were talking about how, like, basically, we're in her eighth semester. We're about a month into this semester, and this is about when things start going downhill. Like, she starts school, we get on track with stuff, and then for the first few weeks, we both do okay, and then, like, we just start feeling overwhelmed. She feels overwhelmed with homework and school and work. I feel overwhelmed with, like, work and, like, all the home stuff I have to do, the cooking, the errands. And so she's in therapy and she's like, I don't know like what this pattern is that you speak of. And I'm like, are you my wife? Like, who are, who do you think you're married to? Like, I am a pattern expert. And I, I was, I was, I could not understand how she didn't spot the pattern. It happens every time. How do people not spot patterns? I don't get it. Um, and I told her, I said, what happens is like, you know, we get to the first month, we both start feeling overwhelmed. We both don't communicate that very well to each other, if at all. And then we sit there and we try to deal with our overwhelm on our own. Um, because we don't want to burden the other person because we know that they have stuff that they're having to deal with too. And like, you know how that story goes. It never goes well. It's just, and that's what leads to my emotional explosions because, I just, I I keep it all bottled up and then I don't feel supported and she doesn't feel supported. So anyways, so we were talking last night and I got this feeling in my head. Well, wherever feelings happen, I don't know. Um, (laughs) I had this feeling that, uh uh-oh, like this is the start of things starting to go south. And that's the only way I know how to explain it. It was just the specific feeling that I always get around this time every semester. And this time I was actually aware of it, which was a first, I think, for me. So that was a good sign. And so um, I told her yesterday, I was like, good thing we got with therapy tomorrow because like, I don't want to keep doing this because then we won't stay married to each other. <laughs> like, no, we can't just keep doing this. And she agreed. And so like, yeah, we're in therapy and she said she didn't know that that was the pattern. And I'm like, dude, you totally have ADHD. I don't even know if that's do ADHD people who have ADHD, do they spot patterns? I don't know. Um, but anyways, so it was a good session and it was just like, oh, it's always about communication. Anybody out there who is having any kind of problem with like your significant other or I don't know, like, somebody you even even somebody you've been with for like so so long like a decade like I have um the problem is that one or both of you are not talking and every single time it's always communication 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 you have to keep at it you have to keep at it because you know if like you miss saying that one thing to your partner like that can just cause a whole slew of problems if you just don't communicate hey like I'm kind of feeling overwhelmed right now you know like it sounds so simple when you say it out loud but then like when you're in the moment or even when you're having those thoughts afterwards of I've got to say you know I should say something but then like I don't want to make the other person feel guilty or feel bad for how I feel and it's just a huge mind fuck so um and another thing is I don't know what we were talking about 
Um, but I told Alicia, I was like, you can utilize me more than you do. Like, I don't to you guys, like maybe I'm making it sound like I have like no time for anything. And that's not true. I like doing tasks for my wife. Um, if she wants me to make her tea, I'll make her tea. If she, you know, like I just, I, I like to do that stuff. And I told her, all you have to do is just get out of your own way and ask me when you need help for something or when you need me to get or do something for you because she doesn't always use her voice. Um, I don't either, but you know, it's easy to be the one to say, hey, you should do this when you're not the one doing it. I don't know. And so what happens is we get home. Now this is about four o'clock. She's got, uh, she's got class at six, which is like pretty much now with the time that I'm recording. Um, so I have to make her dinner and I made her dinner and she was doing homework before class. So we were each doing our own thing. And then I was getting started on breakfast potatoes. That's what she calls them. You know, I don't know. I always say parents because I feel like how the hell do you guys get anything done with children? Children are so like, they're your life, you know, like, your, your world has to pretty much revolve around your kids. How the fuck do you get anything else done? I can't imagine. I can't even imagine where I would be right now if I had children. Like, and I'm over here, I'm getting ready to complain about breakfast potatoes because <laughs> I don't like making them. You have to cut them up and then you have to do this and you have to do that. And then I think it's just the fact that I have to wait around. I can do the stuff. Like I'll cut the potatoes, I'll boil them, whatever. But like you have to wait around for this shit and then she wants it in butter. It's like a whole thing and it's okay. But so I'm making the potatoes. I already had planned to do that. She likes eggs and potatoes for her breakfast. Oops, sorry, I dropped the phone. Um. So yeah, I make that. And then I go back out. I go to her room and I'm like, Hey, do you want me to cut up apples for you tomorrow? Cause you didn't eat the ones that I put today. And I did, cause I don't want to waste apples. Um, and the ones I gave her were brown and she's like, yeah, go, you, you can go ahead and like, just give me the brown ones. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not doing that. Um, but I just went on her out there to ask if she wanted like me to cut up an apple for her. And then while I was out there, she's like, can I ask you something? And I was like, yeah, sure. And she's like, can you make me banana bread? And she said it just like that. And I froze. I was like, you guys know the freeze. You just, you're not moving. Like, you want to. You want to move and you want to say something. But like, you are so frozen. Even your thoughts are frozen uh, temporarily, which is like how mine was. And she's just staring at me. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then I swear all these thoughts go through my head in like a second. Like she knows that I am making her breakfast potatoes and that that's a whole ordeal for me and that I still have like her lunch to make and that I just made her dinner and I still have work I have to do and like my own shit. And I've never made banana bread before. Um, I am not a cook. I'm not a baker. I don't like doing any of that shit. And so she's been on a banana kick lately or a banana, a banana bread kick. And so after, uh, I unfroze, I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. And we both knew that it was going to be a problem. <laughs> so I leave and then I go to the kitchen and I pull the recipe out and I start to like make it. And like, then I, I get a hot flash because like I had to turn the oven on earlier. So like that would warm up. 
and then it was getting like so hot in the house and then I was having a hot flash it was getting close to the point where I was going to vomit so I ran to the bedroom I sat in front of my fan I had to do this like three different times and then when I finally got around to gathering all the ingredients for the banana bread and I'm mixing it I just start crying into the banana bread like <laughs> my tears I saw my tears fall into the batter uh and um I've got my headphones on, like uh, my noise-canceling headphones, and I'm listening to an audiobook while I'm doing all of this, and I'm just dribbling snot, not into the food. I'm crying, and I'm like, oh my god, why is this so difficult? I'm crying because she just asked me to make banana bread, and I can't do it. Like, this is too much. This is too much. And, like, I just started feeling really overwhelmed because you can't just spring a new recipe on me like that. If I haven't made it before, I need to watch you make it because I am a visual learner, I also need the exact steps written down to the T so that I can make sure I follow them properly. I need all of that. And you're just going to ask me to make banana bread and I've never made it before. Not to mention, I do not like mushy fucking bananas. Who the fuck eats that shit? Like there's people that eat the brown spots. Why? I owe it to me. It's like, oh, the banana just took a shit. I'm not eating the shit. Like, I'm not eating the brown part of the banana. And so I had to mush three of them up in a baggie. It was smelled so awful. It smelled so awful. It was gross. It was disgusting. And then, like, the sugar goes into it. I'm like, a whole cup of sugar? That's a, that's a lot. Like, really? This much has to go into banana bread? And then I put the rest of the ingredients in. Um, still, like, you know crying and then I get to where um there's this part on the recipe that says one teaspoon soda now I wrote the fucking recipe card because I think I copied it off of the internet years ago or I don't know where I got those from and so I wrote it and you know that one teaspoon of soda I thought it was like actual soda and so like I am in the kitchen and I'm like who the fuck puts soda in banana bread I'm like why would that even be on here and then I was like I haven't heard her like I haven't seen soda like we don't drink soda and so I skipped it and I was like well it'll be fine without that well guess what that soda was baking soda and it didn't didn't dawn on me because it didn't say baking soda in front of it why didn't I put baking soda why I don't know so Half an hour later, I take the pan out. It's just didn't rise. There's butter. There's banana chunks. And I said, please don't eat this. You're not going to hurt my feelings. And she still ate it. And then she was trying to figure out, hmm, I'm not sure what to make of this texture. Is it rubber? Is it? And I'm like, you know, you really don't have to fucking eat it. <laughs> um, and she said she kind of liked it. But I was like, whatever. I'll like, just call it like a banana quiche or something. Because it's kind of looks like a quiche. But... Um, but my point is like, cause I have to back up because you know how we are. We jump around. Um, I had stopped at some point before I finished with a banana bread, like before I put it in the oven and I went out to her room and I was like, this is too much. This is too much. I, I, I have to say something. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. And then I was like crying and she like was so nice about it. And she like stopped what she was doing, put her homework down and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, it just, I wish I could just make food like normal people do. Like, just regular people in the kitchen for a couple hours making food. No big deal. Not that stressful. And it is for me. And, you know, I told her, I was like, I wasn't even going to come out here and say anything because I just told you 
not even an hour ago in therapy, like, hey, anything you want me to do, I'll do. (laughs) So I'm not going to sit there and be like, no, I'm not going to make you banana bread. I don't know. Like, I just didn't feel like saying no. I thought that would have sent mixed messages. I don't know. So I said yes. And so what ended up happening was we did the normal thing that couples are supposed to do. And we talked and I was just like, um, you know, making breakfast potatoes is a lot for me. Oops, sorry, I heard my dry mouth just now. You probably have heard it the whole time. Okay, I took water. Drink water. Um, I really have to stop drinking water or something because, like, I forgot what I was just getting ready to say. Uh, oh, um, so just the fact that, like, I went in there and just told her, like, this is overwhelming, and I felt kind of embarrassed about it because, like, some of this stuff is hard for me to still work through. Is just the admitting that, like, uh, adding banana bread to the menu set me over the edge. <laughs> like, that's so embarrassing to go out there and be like, I'm crying into your banana bread. <laughs> oh my god the look on her face she's like oh no she's like I knew I shouldn't have asked I was like no you should have you should have and I was just like this is so fucked up um but what normally would happen is our our pattern would play out the way it plays out and then I would be pissed and then I would start thinking like I do all this shit and blah 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 and just the judgmental uh, you know in the assumptions and And I thought to myself, like, I'm not paying, we're not paying all this money for therapy for us to just keep doing the same old shit. That's how these therapists stay in business. And I was like, I have to, I have to just not do the same thing. And I have to just suck it up and just go admit that like, yeah, you asked me to do banana bread and it made me cry. (laughs) That was, that was the thing that was too much. It wasn't the fact that I got up early and I had all this work that I was doing. And then I had to take a break and do all these chores. I had to go do some errands. Um, And then, like, at the same time, I also had to remind myself, like, you have therapy at three. You have therapy at three. Like, don't be out of the house. Like, you know, it's just I don't want to do too much before therapy. But I also don't want to, like, it's just like a whole thing until the appointment is over with. And then I can just go on being myself and be normal. But it's just that's in the back of my mind. And you know, then you go to therapy and then I come home and then I'm doing this. And it was the banana bread because that was the last thing that sent me over the edge. And it was like, I could just feel the meltdown. It was a coming. And that's why I went out to her room because, um, we are not nice when we're in meltdown mode. And I was going to be damned if I was going to have a full blown meltdown over fucking banana bread. Uh, that was not happening. Um, I mean, it would have been a funny story for another time, maybe, but like not in the actual moment, not when like I'm trying not to barf, I'm sweating bullets, like I'm crying into her fucking banana bread. I don't know like what meal's going where, where's her breakfast, did I make that yet? Like all of this, I just was so fucked up in my head. I was like, I don't know what's going on. Oh my God. The point of this episode is hopefully you could relate to whatever I just said. And also like just, oh my God, just communicate, communicate, communicate if you can. Well, find a way to, um, because it really is just not, it's just like, 
if you sometimes if you just don't even say that, like I said at the beginning, like if you don't say that one thing, like I feel overwhelmed. If you don't even say that, a whole thing can happen. And that's what's been happening to us for the last few years that she's been doing graduate school. And I don't I don't like the pattern. I don't want to you know, go down that road and be a divorcee. And we're not anywhere close to that right now. I don't want it to make it sound that way. But marriage is hard, man. Um, you know, and like also me not knowing where I'm at as far as stress-wise. Because, as a, I don't know, as aware as I was about like how I was starting to get upset and stuff, I didn't sit there and think about, well, you know, like you, you got up again early this morning, you had all the stuff that you did and, um, you know, like that added to it too. And you weren't really thinking about that. So like that, you know, it all just kind of came together and I just cried and, um, did not blow up. And she tried to hug me cause like, she like, she still thinks I want hugs when I'm upset and I do not. I actually don't ever want hugs if I'm honest, but she likes them. So why not? Um, I just don't like being touched and I don't, I actually, I don't mind hugs with her, but like when she comes to like bring me into an embrace and I'm bawling, I'm sweaty. I feel disgusting. I haven't showered yet. I have all these thoughts going through my head and you want to fucking hug me. And I backed away and I was like, I said, please don't feel rejected. This isn't about you. I just do not want to be touched. And then when I calmed down and we were talking, I just reminded her, like, when I'm upset, don't touch me. Please do not touch me. Like, don't give me whatever works for you when you're upset is the opposite for me. Um, Because that's the truth. Um, And it's so weird, isn't it? Like, I feel more comforted not getting a hug than getting a hug. And I explained it to her by saying that the, the only way I can think to explain it is I feel so, like enwrapped in my feelings and my thoughts and if I see like somebody coming toward me with a hug like I start feeling claustrophobic and stifled and I start freaking out and once you put your arms around me I'm gonna feel my sweat on my back and like there's that that I have to deal with it's like this all this shit so it could be just be avoided if you don't hug me and she's like okay and that list that she's been keeping on the fridge about things to remember about me, I added to that list, do not hug your wife when she's upset. Who the fuck writes that? (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Oh man. Uh, I feel better though. I just took a shower. I'm not having hot flashes anymore. She's doing her class on her computer and I am free to, uh, hide out in my room until I feel like way more myself because I still feel a little bit even though I feel like okay um I still just kind of want to be in my room because it's my safe space and um that's that and I think I'm just talking in circles now uh oh by the way not that anybody's been like oh my god I really need to know this information but uh I guess I'm out of the metaphorical or whatever the word is, the autism closet, because I did that guest 
blog for the Autistic Culture podcast, and they asked for me to send over a bio, um, like a short bio at the beginning. And I thought to myself, like, if I just if I don't give my full name, that's going to seem weird. Because everybody else that's like at doing like advocacy, not that I like, I think I'm advocating, I don't know. But I just thought that it'd be weird if I didn't give my full name. So my last name is Walker, like Walker, Texas Ranger, if you're, you know, familiar with that show, I always got made fun of um, for that. Um, and then, you know, now that I think about it, I don't think I told you guys the story. I'm so, I'll just tell it real quick and then I'll get off of here. So, because now, you know, my last name's Walker. So when I was in, um, what, kindergarten, first grade, something like that, um, when, it, when class was over, like, the teacher would divide the class into, like, two lines. One line was for walkers, which is all the people that walk home, and the other line was for bussers all the people that took the bus home. And the first day she was like, all the walkers line up over here. All the busters line up over there. I go to like the walkers line, even though I took the bus home, I went to the walkers because I was like, oh, walkers go over here. And then like half the class went over there and there was like, I don't know, 10, 15 kids in that line. And I thought to myself like, oh, these people have my last name. There's all of these walkers in here. Like, and then I remember thinking, are we related? And so then when it was time to go, I just followed the rest of the kids out. Um, they left the school. I left the school. They all went their different ways. And I didn't know where the fuck to go because I was not a walker. I was a busser. And one of the teachers out there with the buses lined up, she's like, where are you going? Don't you usually get on this bus? I was like, Yeah. Um, but I had to get into the walkers line and then everybody just left me when I came out here and I had to be explained that, no, like those people don't have your last name. They're not all walkers. They're not related to you. You're a buster. You go into the line where the buses take you home. And I don't, it's just one of those memories that's burned into my brain. It was probably one of the first times I ever felt mortified, and I'm pretty sure that's why, like, I can't get that out of my head, but it's funny now, so, um, yeah, so that's that. But anyways, thank you very much for listening, and um, goodbye.